BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. What we're going to do on today's podcast is something a little different. We are going to bring you episode of the Mars Attacks podcast, which features Victor Ruiz. A lot of you guys know Victor. He's been doing some of the uh, Talking Metal live shows with me that we've been podcasting after the fact. So today, we're going to give you a sample of his podcast, the Mars Attacks podcast, which you can get on MarsAttacksRadio.com. It's also on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe to it there. And soon, might be two months, it might be four months, I don't know, probably some time within that time frame, we are going to have a second RSS feed called Talking Metal Digital. And what that feed will do is bring you all the podcasts that are available through Talking Metal Digital. Right now, it's a total of three. It's Talking Metal, Talking Rock, and Mars Attacks. So we'll keep you posted on that that additional RSS feed. Um, you know, it'll allow you to, again, get all the podcasts over one feed, and then we will still have the individual feeds too. So anyways, this is a sample of what's to come on Talking Metal Digital. It's Mars Attacks featuring Victor. Things have been a little light in the collection plate these last few weeks. But I would like to thank you all for coming this Sunday, like every other Sunday. There's one other announcement that I would like to make. And we would like to mention that this is the first time that Mars Attacks podcast officially on Talking Metal Digital. Can I get an amen from the congregation? Amen, brother. Amen. 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 Can I get a hallelujah from all y'all? Give it up. Hallelujah. 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 Say it, preacher. Say it. Sing it. Preacher. Say it. Hey, this is Chuck Billy from Testament right here on Mars Attack. Hey, this is Tim Ripper Owens. This is Bobby Bliss from Overkill. You stay tuned. 
Hey, this is Ron Bumblefoot, fan of Guns N' Roses, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dave Windorf of Monster Magnet. Hello, everybody. This is Michael Kiske talking. Hey, this is Richard Patrick from Stilter. Hey, everybody, what's happening? This is John Bush, and you're cranking it up on Mars Attacks. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Don Jameson from That Metal Show on DH1 Classic. Hey, this is Kurt Winstein from Crowbar. Hey, Hey, this is Richard Christie from the band Charred Walls of the Dam. Yeah, this is John Schaefer from Iced Earth. Hey, this is Rex Brown from Kill Devil Hill. Hi, this is John Ranapiece, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Yow! This is Vinny Apsey from Kill Devil Hill, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Welcome, one and all, to episode number 78 of the Mars Attacks podcast. The episode is finally here. Been on vacation. Been sick. Surprise, surprise. And just had a lot of other stuff going on and haven't been able to put this podcast together. Actually, I've had this podcast edited for a while, the interview portion. And that would be with Mr. Brian Titchy. Uh, Brian actually played with some of the members of Dokken which you just heard on their TNN project, which I dropped the ball on that one. I should have used their version of Tooth and Nail, but I'll get into a track that uh, he worked on with TNN a little bit later on. And uh, anyway, this is the first episode that I can officially say is part of Talking Metal Digital. Did that intro there in the spirit of Dusty Rhodes. I was actually listening to the Steve Austin podcast, catching up on that. Had Jay Moore, and they did the whole Dusty Rhodes imitation a bunch of times. And actually something that I've done quite a bit throughout my life with with my friends. Uh, friends that have you know been into wrestling and whatnot. And if you haven't checked out my other podcast, The Incoherent Ramblings of Victor M. Ruiz... I talk about wrestling from time to time, TV shows, um, you name it, sports, depression, blah, 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 and it's on there, and have a great time talking about all that stuff, and the music isn't always metal, sometimes it's just rock, sometimes it's Spanish music, sometimes it's techno, it's mashups, it's whatever I want it to be, you know? Um, I love doing this show. Sometimes, you know, I need a kick in the ass to do the shows because, you know, I get pretty self-conscious with some of the stuff on here, whether it's good, whether it's not good. And let's face it, you know, I'm in the, the third world here, basically, in Spain, in the middle of nowhere in Spain. And, you know, I look at a lot of other podcasts like, uh, you know, some of my good friends that are part of the Cast Iron Ring and, you know, from time to time, it's it's heartbreaking, you know, when you're after a specific artist and their publicist or their manager says, oh, you know, they're not doing interviews right now. And boom, Iron City Rocks has Chris Jericho. What the fuck? You know, I've been after this guy for two years. You know, manager said this, his one label has said that. 
the other rep at the label has said the other thing. And, you know, I don't want to shit on anyone uh, because, I mean, Fozzie's on Century Media and Century Media has been really good to me. Uh, I realize that 50 million people request him. But it sucks that, you know, you have certain shows that get everybody. And you got my show who a lot of times, you know, I got to dig around and find people that... Uh, maybe aren't as requested or maybe, you know, whatever's thrown my way. I try to, you know, interview as many people that I like. For example, there's someone that was pitched to me not too long ago where the guy's considered a guitar god by a lot of people and a lot of people enjoy what he's done. Hell, uh, my guitar teacher, guitarist of Angelus Apatrida, a Spanish band, which is also on Century Media, absolutely loves this guy. I'm sure he would eat his dirty underwear if if necessary. And he's had me, you know, try to learn some of, you know, this person's songs. And I don't get it. I just, I'm just not into the band. Always seen them as, unfortunately, as a, like, C-level metal band, you know. And it's, I don't know, it's probably just me. And, you know, there, there you know, there are people that I interview that, you know, I don't know, um, that I don't love, but, you know, I, I try to stay true to a lot of things, you know, things that I'm really into or whatnot. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, you know. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I interviewed Brian. Brian gave me some of his comments for the Classic Albums column. Um, the last column was for Iron Maiden's Power Slave, an episode that I, you know, thought... You know, I thought right off the bat, long time ago when I was planning this out, you know, Maiden for me, as I said in the episode, you know, it's Kiss and Maiden are my all-time favorite bands. You know, it's 1A, 1B, depends on what given day, you know, one, you know, I love one more than the other. And, you know, I figured, wow, you know, this is going to blow up, you know, Power Slave, Maiden, just such huge names, and you look at the numbers of who's listening, who isn't listening, and it's crickets. It's nobody, <laughs> you know? Uh, and not that it's nobody. There are plenty of, you know, people that get in contact with me and say that they like this or they like that. You know, they contact me via Facebook or Twitter or send me emails or, you know, leave messages right there on the page. Um, some of them I you know, choose to not make public on the site and others I do, you know, there, there's somewhere, you know, people insult, you know, there was someone who was just ranting and raving about one of the guests and he was like, Oh, you know, this guy doesn't know shit about metal or doesn't know this, doesn't know that, you know, come on. Okay. So if you know anything about my show, uh, you'd know the importance of a certain guest or another person that I've had on multiple times. Am I going to bag that person? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. You're welcome to send me whatever comments you want, but, you know, if we're really going to get to the meat and potatoes of things, you know, I'm not into to bagging people, you know. Or if not, I would have mentioned, you know, the person that I just didn't want to interview. Anyway, keeping things going here. Deftones just released in... A video for a track that I've played a few times 
on various shows and whatnot, and I do feel that it's one of the best tracks to come out last year. The track is Swerve City. It kicks off their album. I don't know how the hell you pronounce it. Koi no Yokin. Whatever that may mean. Song is cool. That's all I know. So here we go. Little Deftones with Swerve City. Deftones there with Swerve City. If you want to hear these songs in their entirety, go out and either purchase the tracks. You'll find links to iTunes uh, or the Amazon store, which we have set up in conjunction with Mars Attacks Podcast and Radio, a radio and podcast. And buy it. If not, go to the widget or the player on the homepage of MarsAttacksRadio.com, and you will find a player that will allow you to listen to the Talking Metal digital stream. And on the stream, you'll be able to hear tracks that are featured during the podcast. So go to that and check it out. Another interesting thing that we mentioned during the last podcast is that we have an 800 number. It's actually an 888 number. It's a toll-free number. If you want to give us a call, let us know what you think. Call 888-920-2473. And if you leave us a cool message, we'll play it back, or we'll give you a shout-out. Also, if you want to get in touch with us via email, you can do that by sending an email to input at marsattacksradio.com. You could also follow us on Twitter, MarsAries2005. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash marsattacksradio. We have the Google Plus community or whatever you call it. Haven't updated that in a while because really no one is following. 
And the other thing, you know, if you like what you listen, you know, help spread the word. Also subscribe via iTunes or Stitcher. If you've got an Android, you could listen via Stitcher. And what I really want to ask you guys to do in this, you know, I understand that it's a pain in the ass for a lot of you people. But if you really like this show, please go to iTunes and leave us a comment. I just got an email the other day about a possible sponsor. But the issue is we don't have, you know, too many people that have left comments on iTunes or, you know, as I mentioned before, the I mean, the numbers seemed all right for them. But, um, you know, it would really help if you guys help out with iTunes. Please, 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 please leave us your comments right there on iTunes. We would be eternally grateful if you do that. Uh, what else are we going to get into here? Well, let's get into... A little, hmm, been receiving a lot of different promos lately. Um, Honestly, let's see. Honestly, I've, you know, been listening to a lot of stuff that, you know, people would bitch about. Oh, you know, that's that's not metal, man. So uh, let's see what we have here. Let's play something off of... Hmm, the new Monster Magnet. The name of the album is Last Patrol. It's going to be out next month. Uh, let's see. Let's check out a little sound sample of the title track, Last Patrol, by New Jersey's own Monster Magnet.
a little Last Patrol by Monster Magnet. Mentioned before the Amazon store that we have opened. And been mentioning this the last few episodes. If you want to help us out, you could either donate right there on the homepage to the PayPal account. Uh, you can also visit one of the affiliates that uh, we've signed up for. And what that basically means is with Amazon, with iTunes, with a bunch of other sites, uh, what we have is a partnership going where if we send business their way, they give us a slight kickback for any purchase that's essentially come through us. Uh, If you go to affiliate stores, which is on the right-hand side of the MarsAttacksRadio.com website, You'll find links to Amazon, you'll find uh, to what used to be buy.com, you'll also find links to, let's see, GoDaddy, you'll find links to audible.com, eMusic, iTunes as I mentioned, Uh, let's see, another site called Radio, which we have the links up for, Godlike, which is a company that sells musical equipment you've also got uh what else american musical supply you've got zzsounds.com sheet music plus tiger direct art.com posters.com for any type of posters or paintings or things that you might want to check out there's actually some cool stuff on there that i'll probably actually purchase once my home remodel is finally done later this year. Uh, you've also got rock.com and you've got rock and roll action figures.com. They've got all types of different merch that you don't tend to find on other sites. You've also got links to the WWE shop.com. You've got the FX as an FX, the channel.com or I'm sorry, the FX shop. If you're interested in like sons of anarchy or justified or things of that nature, you could find merch there. The HBO shop for all your great, um, I was going to say, Crown of Thorns. Crown of Thorns is a band with John Beauvoir, Jean Beauvoir, if you want to pronounce it correctly. Uh, Game of Thorns, all your Game of Thorns merch, or uh, Broadway Empire uh, is on there. What else? Uh, Metal Militia, which is a lot of great, great, uh, like AMA motorcycle gear, uh, they, they sell there. And when I say AMA, I mean, it's a lot of racing stuff. It's a lot of dirt bike stuff. Uh, Cafe Press, which does the Talking Metal t-shirts. Geek Gear, which is a bunch of different, you know, sci-fi and geek-related stuff. And then you've got oddities like, uh, <laughs> I made up these links and actually I can't read what they are. Hold on a second. Let's let's open them up. Going to be as real as possible here. Headlineshirts.net. They've got some really cool stuff where it's uh you know just fucked up mashups of <laughs> you know different topics for lack of a better term. So you've got that And actually, this opens the Metal Militia. I screwed that link up. Huh. I will have to investigate. Anyway. Is that right? Let's see. This goes to Metal Militia. Let's try it again. 
Yes, indeed it does. And Metal Militia actually offers suicidal tendencies stuff as well. So check that out. They've also got uh, ladies clothing. And I should say the stuff started out as being like dirt bike and motorcycle apparel. And it's sort of, you know, crossed over into what, uh, you know, affliction and companies of, you know, of that type do. But they've got a lot of great, like, um, you know, caps and backpacks and jackets and, and things of that nature. So there's a lot of cool stuff. And for the ladies, you've got, you know, purses and, you know, all types of different, you know, uh, pants and tops and, and things like that. So, yeah. So all that great stuff. Check that out. Anyway, let's get on with some more music before jumping into the interview with Brian Titchy and playing a little bit of his bands. This is Spiral Arms. Spiral Arms is a band that I've known of for quite a few years because I downloaded a demo two demo tracks way back when and the band is i mean the the person that you're going to know the most out of this band in all likelihood is Craig and i want to say Lo Cicero is the last name it's it's italian that's for sure uh he's the guitarist in Forbidden or at least when Forbidden was around not sure what their current state is but uh, this isn't exactly forbidden. This isn't, uh, you know, thrashy. This is more hard rock than anything else. And let's play the track. This is, they have a video for this up on YouTube. Name of this track is Dropping Like Flies. The name of the album is Freedom. So let's check that out. <laughs>
So there you go, a little dropping like flies by Spiral Arms. Let's get into a little bit of the track Nomad by Something Onto Nothing. This is the track, or this is the band, I should say, that uh, Brian Titchy formed with Sass Jordan, uh, Tony Stewart, former drummer of Godsmack, is also in this band. And interestingly enough, Brian plays guitar within uh, within this band, The Sun. And uh, like I said, Brian was nice enough to come aboard, talk a little bit about his band, and talk about various different albums for the... Um, I almost said Talking Metal Classic Albums column for the Mars Attacks Classic Albums column. If it was a Talking Metal Classic Albums column, it'd probably get a million more hits. So, But anyway, help spread the word. That's the bottom line. Uh, what else about Brian? Brian is actually... Um, I, I always ponder this. You know, what band came the closest to being from the area that I grew up in North Jersey, North Central Jersey. Actually, it's Dillinger Escape Plan because they're from Morris Plains, but one of the next towns over from Morris Plains is Parsippany, New Jersey. This is where Brian Titchy grew up. You can look at Wikipedia, and it says Denville, New Jersey. Denville is where St. Clair's Hospital is. So, yeah, he, he was born there, but he grew up in Parsippany. So that's that. So let's get into a little bit of this interview. Or actually, let's get into a little bit of Sun, then get into the interview. This interview was done back in May, right before he joined uh, Queensryche for a little bit. So he references that a little bit. And he talks about a bunch of different things, like the Bonzo Bash, which he puts together. Uh, he talks about putting Sun together, obviously. Um, being called the Dave Grohl of metal by Eddie Trunk, things of that nature. So there's a bunch of different interesting topics that he touches on. So let's listen to the track Nomad and jump on into the interview with Brian Titchy. Such a 
is you know sun when it can sun and the bonzo bash coming bonzo bash is coming up and and um and in this queen's right uh, tour i'll be doing okay the the uh, there's one thing that i did want to mention um when you talked about playing the aussie stuff and not sort of just saying that you're the the fill-in guy um i know a lot of people when they saw the footage of uh or when they saw that you would uh, started playing in sun started uh playing guitar and everything um i had the uh, uh return of the comet was the name of the album where you do rip it out uh all by yourself and one of the things that i was always grateful for your rendition of rip it out was that i remember as a kid um and growing up as a drummer nowhere near the uh you know, the drumming uh, capacity that you have, but growing up listening to that Ace Frehley solo album and just being so used to certain fills with that, going out 10 years later and and hearing, I guess it was, or seeing the Frehley's Comet Live Plus Four and having Jamie Oldacre play Anton Figg's parts and having him, like, totally, like, blow the parts. Like, they were something completely different. It just sort of... You know, it was like somebody, someone sticking a knife in my heart, you know? Right. Um, so, so I can appreciate exactly what you were saying about, you know, trying to nail songs and trying to play them as close to, you know, the original as possible. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know, there's certain, you know, uh, once again, you can't say one, you know, it goes one way for everything because it doesn't, you know. Bands change, right. they want you to play a little differently or they've, they've interpreted their songs differently or you want to stick true to some of the stuff. And then there's some things that have to be what they are. Like, like David, mm-hmm. David Coverdale was super flexible. He didn't say shit to me. Uh, he just said, it's like, he just kind of just, uh, just trusted me and you have to, you know, and that, that's great. He trusted me enough to, um, you know, to, to allow me to just play the drums in his band. And I guess if it was all screwed up, he would have said something, but right. you know, I'm hoping that um, I have enough experience where I can go in and maybe I'm not going to play it exactly like, this drummer, that drummer, this drummer, but I'll try and right. stick to the same ballpark. But then there's certain songs, like, you know, there's certain songs with, with Foreigner, you know, I don't want to mess with any of that stuff. These are radio hits. I want to, you know, if I do anything, I just might try and, like, slam it a little harder as far as, like, a visual, loud, hard rock thing, you know, on the drums, but, mm-hmm. you know, keep the parts the same. And, uh, you know, in, in, with Ozzy, you know, it's like, you know, some of the stuff I try to keep like the record, some of the stuff you keep like Tommy Aldridge, some of the stuff you're mm-hmm. listening how they play it now. You know, it's always, you know, it, you just, just got to kind of look at what you're doing for who and who, who you're doing it for, you know. Um, right. Yeah. So, but yeah, you, so, you know, just hope that you're being smart about it. Um, right. Yeah. So, uh, but um, with, with uh, 
you know, like what you know, Ace Frehley or whatever, playing and rip it out. Like, there's, you know, I love that song. I love that drum take. So I, I, I don't, you know, I want to. That was the whole thing. You tribute to it. But you know, this Queensrÿche stuff, I'm gonna have to really, uh, you know, just listen to just you know. I, I put my, I, I wrote, I write charts. You know, I like, I like write stuff down. Mm-hmm. I like proper charts, charts for myself, just so I could, I could, it commits it to memory. And then if I have questions, I already wrote the answers. Down, you know what I mean? Like, I wrote it right. down, so like if I'm on song five and I look back at song one and I don't remember what happened in the middle after the solo, like there's there it is, you know. And then I go, okay, mm-hmm. right, you know, it's just that's just how I do it, you know. But um, yeah, so you know, you know, it's, so, the, I guess it could be a little nerve wracking if you let it, but I just have to right. do what I got to do. The the whole thing with um, playing Queensrÿche, uh, I have to go back to an interview that uh, that I heard Eddie Trunk do with Gary Sharon and I actually caught up with him at a Kiss Expo years later and and I mentioned this to him it was the day after the interview and I sort of applauded him for for something that he said um he had mentioned that a lot of people were knocking him for becoming the lead singer of Van Halen and he basically said if you're a fan of Van Halen growing up Eddie Van Halen asks you to play on his album, you don't say no. <laughs> when Whitesnake comes along, when an Ozzy, when a Queensryche, things like this, if they're bands that, as you mentioned, you know, you were into The Warning, you were into this album or that album, you know, who in their right mind that can pull the stuff off says no? <laughs> yeah, if, if I was, you know, um, totally busy with something else, like, uh, I did actually switch a plan around with, with Sun. Like, we had plans because we have... Three Bonzo bashes in a row, uh, May 30th, May 31st, and June 1st, which is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday in New York, New Jersey. And I, I, I have to wake up the next morning and go to Montreal to start with Queensryche. And, you know, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, the plan after the Bonzo bashes was a bunch of Sun stuff. But the Sun stuff, um, we were about to start putting it together. But, and I was like, well, wait, you know, we can put that together. But if I take advantage of this now and do this month, you know, like I want to do it. It's going to be fun. You know, it's, it's work as a drummer and, but there's like, there's more to it, you know, with everything you do, it can open up other, other avenues, you know? So I'm trying to like, you know, if we had a locked in tour already, you know, like it was dates booked and we're all locked up, I, I would have probably just committed to sun, but now we might be able to take this month of Queensryche and, and I do what I have to do there, but we have now, um, maybe a little more time for me to um, set up some other stuff with Sun. And and uh, mm-hmm. there's, there's just like, it's stuff I can't really say this is definitely happening or not. It's just like there's some other ideas. I right. was like, well, if I do this, can't we also kind of tie this in or tie that in and, and plan around this and that, you know? So so um, also because Sun is a you know, baby band and it's like we're not, we, we're on a, you know, we're not on some kind of big full-blown budget and we, we you know, if the, mm-hmm. everything's new, you know? So you got to plan around like, what what can I do? What you know? I'm a, I, I do have to work, but I also, you know, I try to balance that with with son. So you know, it's not an easy balance. You know, none of it's easy. So so um, mm-hmm. for now, but also do you know? I, you know, there's always a, also a part of me that misses. You know, that that wants to play drums like on something like this and, and go kick ass and hopefully do a good job and you know and and I enjoy playing live, especially. You know, June in the in the U.S. That's a lot of fun. That's gonna be cool. And it's mm-hmm. not like I'm. And the, the difference is, it's not like. You know, they say, can you start next week and go till December? Like that, that would be a whole other thing. That would be like, okay, you mean mm-hmm. stop everything and go, you know, this is like filling in for Simon right for a month is not like Simon's done and we need somebody, you know, next week for, for the rest of the year. That's all, that's a whole different right. thing, you know? So, so it's like, well, you know, people are like, why are you 
why would you quit White Snake and join Queensryche? Because, like, dude, it's not—it's not even close to that. It's like that's like, you know, that's <laughs> right. like that's like saying, you know, yeah, you know, why did you stop at a red light and let that car hit you? You know, it's like, well, because the car kept driving and hit me. It's like it's yeah, I got hit, you know, but like I didn't let the car hit me. You know what I mean? It's like it's just right. two things that are happening, but they're not. You can't, you know, you can't, you know say it in a certain way that, you know, I can't stand when people do that. Like, well, why'd you do this and then do this? It's like, no, they're, they're separate. They, they're not together. It's There's no, like, one led to the other. It's just one thing happened and then time went and then another thing happened, you know, and then yeah, you know, there right. you go. So, but it's, yeah, but it'll be cool. You know, I'm not, it's, it's, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I wouldn't do anything if they said, you know, that it's a whole year commitment. I'm just saying it's not, it's not like mm-hmm. that. It's just, it's a month. So, um, it, and you know what, there, and then there's another side of, you know, if it was only one show, it'd be like, whoa, that's a lot of work for one show. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. a month is worth putting all that time and prep, you know, prep and learn mm-hmm. the songs, you know? So, so, you know, it'll be, you know, it'll be fun. And, uh, yeah, I I think a lot of people also don't realize that there are very few people out there that can, you know, commit to living off of just music. And by doing things like this, uh, I'm assuming that, you know, that that's the case for you. Uh, people don't correlate that to their everyday life where everyone jumps from job to job just to put food on the table as well. Yeah, so, and, I mean, you know, work is work is work. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, yeah. there's there, that's what I'm saying. It's a, there's, a, there's a big there's a much bigger picture than just like. Mm-hmm. You know what, how it looks when you read something, you know, in the press. It's, it's, or you know, or oh, look, hey, you know, he's now he's not doing sun at all. It's like, well, you know, I can't create. You know, I can't sit at home and just say I'm going to book a tour and make it financially successful so we can like stay on the road and right. have like I can't, I can't just make that happen. You know, it takes like a lot more than just saying I want to do it. I mean, if it was that easy, we'd all have bands and we'd all be on tour and yeah. we'd all be like paying our bills through doing <laughs> it. It's like not that easy. So, you know, and so I respect anybody that's gotten into a level where they can live off of it. You know, I mean, you know, okay, I'm doing it as a drummer, but son's son's not doing it um, right yet as a, as a, as a band on its own, you know? So it's like, there's a balance, right? but, um, but yeah, it's cool. It's all, it's all, it's all cool. It's all, it's all, you know, it's all a big circle of stuff going on at the same time, and you know, hopefully, it all keeps me busy, and I'm happy doing it. Okay, uh, was reading an interview. We we keep mentioning Eddie Trunk has a lot to do with where we're from, but yeah. I read an interview uh, with Eddie with Jeff Tate, and he went out of his way to mention that uh, that you were a lot like Dave Grohl in a way, in the sense that you can play drums, you can play guitar, and that you have a killer voice. Uh, what do you say to? someone complimenting you in that way um i think we're alike because we both probably just drink too much coffee <laughs> uh, uh, no um hey dave Grohl has become like you know a pretty damn huge mighty force in rock and roll you know what i mean like for right like come on i mean he's he doesn't he doesn't uh uh, uh you know from 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 the moment you know i mean nirvana's huge and all that but from the moment he started Foo Fighters to now, it's like yeah, it's like this. That band's just like been been what they are and non and hasn't stopped. And every you know, I mean, he's awesome. I I, I I have tons of respect for him, and I think he's an, an awesome solid drummer. He's just like he's not mm-hmm. just. I mean, it's yeah, he's one of the come on. There's not that many guys that are like him. There's not that many guys that, you know writing songs, writing singles, writing hits, fronting the band, playing the guitar, playing drums. One of the biggest bands, the band that like pretty much everybody associates with killing like uh 
you know, hair metal and that whole genre. It's like, you know, he was you know, living that, like that insane, you know, nobody could have saw that coming. And then he took it mm-hmm. and took advantage of it and went for it. And he's doing what he loves to do. I think it's awesome. But I don't know. It, it's pretty easy to say anybody that plays, you know, uh, you know, uh, drums and guitar might be able to sing is, oh, you know, it's it's like, you know, Dave Grohl's like the most popular guy doing that outside of like, I don't even know, uh, you know, I mean, before that you had a guy like maybe, you know, a drummer becoming a front man, Phil Collins or, you know, whatever, Don Henley's, you know, Rainbow Star, you know, but um, yeah, as far as modern day rock guy, man, he's, he's the cat and um, he's awesome at what he does, you know, and, uh, but whatever, if, I, don't, I don't know, I, I just think it's like, I guess it's just the easiest way to say it. Oh, he's a drummer and he plays guitar. So do you just go, well, the, the first person I'd think of is Dave Grohl, you know, mm-hmm. where really, I mean, you know, Sully from Godsmack was a drummer and then he's, you know, started Godsmack singing, playing guitar, you know, he's drummer first and foremost, you know, so that, that's yep. another dude that's, you know, he's great at what he does, man. He's done, done, done amazing for himself. So I'm mm-hmm. just, uh, yeah, I guess there's you know, a few people that do that. And yeah, there you go. I'm a, a guy that grew up playing drums and I love guitar. My th- my thing is I really put a time into like, you know, there was a, there was a funny story like uh, I was playing with Billy Idol in 2005 and we played um, I think in Baltimore at like some big radio festival and Foo Fighters headlined it and um, uh, we played a couple bands before them and at the end of the show I jump off the drums and my drum tech would get on for Moni Moni and I grab a guitar and somewhere in Moni Moni Steve Stevens and I would do like a duel like I'd play a lick he'd play a lick blah blah blah. And we do that, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere in the middle of the song, and we finish the song, and that's the end of the show. Thank you, good night. And I'm I'm there, and I'm on the somewhere watching like one of those big jumbotron things or whatever. And, and Dave Grohl said something like, uh, "Oh yeah, this next song we're gonna do, um, you know, we're gonna go into a jam thing." He said so. He goes, "But uh, you know, I don't know if did you guys see that drummer Billy Idol. Did you see him playing guitar? You know, he's saying this to the stadium or whatever. He's like, well, I can't do what he did, but you know, we're gonna jam anyways or something like that." And I was like, wow, they say cute. So somewhere when we were playing, he watched what I was doing. So after the show, because I'm friends with Taylor Hawkins, I went back there and and first he was like, dude, how did you learn how to do that on guitar? And I'm like, I go, I grew up in the 80s, man. Ingve, Randy Rhodes, come on, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, just, just because I wasn't just playing like a Chuck Berry, like I was doing like, you know, because I'm playing with Steve, so I had some licks worked out, you know, some speed picking lick and a whatever thing and a whatever. But, um, right. you know, so it was really cool to be, you know, to, to have him take notice, you know, that was a while ago. But, uh, but that's, you know, that's something that I, I, when I picked up guitar, it wasn't just to learn a riff. I was like, you know, like I said, I was trying to learn Randy and Ingve and Eddie and Lynch and Jakey Lee and Demartini. Mm-hmm. Like I was way into those guys. Like, you know, and then I went to music college and all I did was, you know, play drums all night. And in between, I just learned riffs, learned guitar stuff from the guitar kids there. So I was like. You know what I mean? And then since then, you know, then then when you leave and you you're 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 touring, your resume consists of playing with Vinnie Moore and Zach Wilde and Slash and Joe Holmes and Doug Aldrich and Reb and Steve Stevens. You know, it's like I've played with some really, 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 really amazing guitar players, you know, that. Right. So it's like I've never there's, you know, I say George Lynch. (laughs) George, come on. It's like that's a lot of. A lot of killer guitar players have been around, so I'm constantly around these guys, watching their technique, watching, you know, how they how they work their 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 magic on on their instruments, you know. So it's like, you know, it it, it rubs off here and there. I, you know, I love playing guitar. Sure. Okay. And how different is it for you to write as a drummer as opposed to a guitarist? Uh, it's not. It's, it's writing is writing. You just write. You know, it's like, it's all the same. Same part. You're just like, you know what I mean? You're writing a 
mm-hmm. a drum riff on the drums? Are you writing, you have a title in your head, you have a melody, you have two chords, you have a cool riff, whatever it is, you know? Um, yeah, it's all just, it's just, you know, so there's no difference. I don't, I don't even think about um, drummer versus guitar player. You know, just, it's just, okay. but generally, it's, you know, you're writing on a guitar more or less, you know, I'm not really writing on drums. But I should, should, I should, because maybe I'll come up with the next fucking My Sharona. You know? There you go. That's <laughs> What is it? Fucking awesome. Or is it F sharp? I think it's, that sounds better. I think it's, I don't know. I can't remember. Um, yeah, but you never know. Maybe I should. Because then you'd have, you could, who knows? Some, somebody's got to come up with the next We Are The Champions or We Will Rock You. I mean, We Will Rock You or the next My Sharona or the next Intro to Rock and Roll or the next whatever, you know, Wipeout or whatever the, the drum intros are, you know? Right. Yeah. Gotcha. I think I got it. Yeah, I got it. And the next Over the Mountain or the next, you know, uh, man, what is it? Uh, oh, man. Where Eagles Dare. Where Eagles Dare <laughs> or Stargazer. Come on. You know, or, you know. Right. There's you know, so many great drum intros. But drum intros are great. There's, you know, it's like, I, yeah, I think there's always, I need to, I don't know if it's on the Sun record. Oh, we have one. I'm this song called, not on the one, it's called No Way Home. It's got a cool drum intro. It's a different kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think you always need, it's a little busy. It's not as hooky. It's more busy. It's more like a flurry of triplet busyness. But but um, I think it's always good on a record to have one killer drum intro at least. I have sure. To make sure, no matter what, one killer drum intro. <laughs> How difficult was it for you to put Sun together? Obviously, you had worked with Sass Jordan in the past, but after all the people that you've worked with, I'm sure not only having killer players, but having people that uh, that sort of mesh with you guys as well, personality-wise, is important. Um, how important was it for us to for the band to, to gel? You mean like get along? You mean? Yeah, to make sure that all the players were the right people. For, oh, well, well, for their spots. Well, you know, Michael Devin playing bass on the record and technically, you know, as, as a, you know, being in the band and, and, and playing on the record and co-writing some stuff with us. And, you know, I, I mean, I wasn't worried about him because we're, we're really good. We're great friends, you know, so, and Tommy Stewart, okay. I was buddies with from meeting him when he was with Godsmack. So and, and I was in Aussie. So it was 2000. We hadn't touched each other in a while, but we were buds. And it was like when we reconnected, it was, it was you know, I really, you know, he, I already knew he was a totally cool guy, but we hadn't like hung out that much. It was a long time since uh, Ozfest and stuff. But um, he's he's a really good friend. He's a great drummer, and uh, you know, um, it's you got to go by instinct. It's like I know how he played Godsmack. Mm-hmm. He's a powerhouse, solid groove. You know, he's like, geez, I mean, seriously, he's great. You know, and and Devin is great. So it was more like I wasn't worried. I just kind of was like, if, if they want to play, the, if they want to ju- jam, learn the tunes do some rehearsing and do some shows great and um yeah it was you know they made it really easy you know having friends like that that are great players mm-hmm. that are that are you know that are uh, fun to be around it makes it easy you know but um you know right now you know if sun gets rolling again we have uh you know there's a couple buddies of mine that might you know be able to step in on on uh on, on bass and if uh if tommy's available you know it depends on what we're doing and what he's doing as always it's always going like that you know then then you know he's sure. he's in there, but if for some reason he was you know in another band or you know something happened, you know we just you know gotta gotta move forward. You know like I'm I'm not expecting 
miracles, uh, you know, just because we think we have a cool record or something, we expect everything to stop for us. We just got to, you know, take it as it comes. You know, okay, what's going on today? Oh, what's the offer? What can we possibly do? Okay, great. Let's let's mm-hmm. go for it. Oh, what, what obstacles do we have to jump over? Jump over? What hurdles do we have to, you know, get get over? You know, just just deal with it. You know. Okay. Yeah. And out of all the people that you've played with over the years, you've mentioned the obviously a bunch of legendary uh, musicians. If you were if you had the money and the time to put together an all-star band, uh, no lawyers would get involved or nothing. Who would you put together in your band? Well, am I am I on guitar or drums? <laughs> Whichever you prefer. Oh uh, well, I, I mean, if I if I was a guitar player in the band, <laughs> well, yeah, they, they, they have to be alive, like literally, like if I could really do this. No, we we, we can raise the dead, no problem at all. Oh well, I mean, of course, okay. John Bonham on drums. Everybody's gonna say that. John Bonham and um, John Paul Jones on bass. <laughs> Robert Plant singing. <laughs> there you go. I'm done. Okay, that was easy. And if I'm on drums, Jimmy Page on guitar, John Paul Jones on bass, or Robert Plant singing. There you go. There you go. I mean, uh, but you know, I mean, would I love uh, to do it with um, you know on drums with Jeff Beck on guitar and, and Paul McCartney singing and, J- and Chris Squire on bass. I mean, they can go on forever with this, you know. Do I want to right. do them on guitar with Thomas Hoff and Meshuggah on drums and Phil Anselmo singing and, uh, you know, and um, you know, Chris Squire on bass again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it goes on and on. Do I want to uh, – come on. You know, I couldn't – I mean, wait. I mean, come on. I have to put Steven Tyler on vocals. That's insane. I'd have to. That's like that's a whole. That's like insanity. He's insane. He's just too great. He's too just too much. He's so awesome. Uh, yeah, you know all that stuff. I mean, whatever. You know, you know. Can't. I could go on forever. I could give you thirty bands right now. That would be you know, that. You know, if I was on guitar, I'd, I, I don't know if I was on drums. You know, but um, that'd be awesome. But uh, you know. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. I couldn't pick one. I mean, really, you know, I couldn't. I mean, I guess if I had, you have to pick one. You have to really pick, pick John Bonham. If I'm on drums, Eddie Van Halen. I mean, duh, you know. But but then Alex Lifeson, and you know, uh, you know, and then it just goes on and on and on. It goes on. There's no there's no end to it, you know. Um, so Bonham really, I. I love Chris Squire on bass so much. I love him. I love him. I love every, like, I love Geezer. I love Paul McCartney. I love John Paul Jones. I love Geddy Lee. Like, those, yeah, those are the guys I love, I love the most, probably. And I love, um, uh, oh, what is it, Tim, yeah, Tim from, um, Tim Comerford from Racing's Machine. I, I love his playing. Right. I love him. I love his tone. I love his, I just love it. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, there's Bootsy Collins, too. It's all over the world, you know, so, so, but I, I don't know, I'd probably, but I think of all of them, I think I'd just have the most, I don't know, I'd have fun with Chris Squire, just like, that tone, is phrasing, that's John Huntsville too, you know, Bonham and Chris Squire together is pretty insane, like, that would be insane, like, Bonham and Chris Squire, wait, hold on, let's just go with that for today, Bonham with Chris Squire, <laughs> I'm going to be on guitar, just stumbling along, and Steven Tyler singing, that is the band, dude, if I could play guitar, Tyler singing, so I get to write these riffs and songs. He gets to do his thing over, and then you have Bonham behind you and playing bass. Squire, oh my goodness, that's insane. Would there be any space for you to play? 
I yeah, I wouldn't really have to worry about it. I, mean, I just keep, keep it simple on my side. <laughs> let the, let it let them take over, and you know, um, you know, keyboards, keyboards, keyboards. Um, oh, I would do what is it? But, but oh, what is it? Bob, is it Bob Mayo from uh, Peter Frampton? I think I'd go with him or something like that. Um, on keys, and then uh, but if I was on drums, I'd. I'd probably say Tyler on vocals. Um, if we stuck with Squire on bass and we put Eddie on guitar, <laughs> that would be insane. That would be pretty cool. If, if you could play with a second guitarist, who would the second guitarist be? If I'm on guitar too? Yeah. Uh, well, you, um, you know, you'd want a killer rhythm guitar player because I'd want to play leads and stuff. You know, like if the dude was playing leads and he was like an idol of mine, I just wouldn't. I'd want to play leads with him. I'd try and double it up and do some harmony stuff or whatever, I guess. But, but if I was like just going to be supported by a guitar player, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like a, I mean, you know, whatever, Malcolm Young. But Malcolm is Malcolm for ACDC, so you're kind of getting that. You're getting like an ACDC thing. I don't know. I don't know. If I, if it was just me, if it was me having a rock with a second guitar player and be, you know, and play respectfully and cool, you know, like where they get to do their thing, and I could do, you know, whatever I wanted to do, and it worked out really cool. I don't know. I I, I think Slash is a really uh, sensitive guitar player, but he, as far as like he's he, he's he he thinks about what he's doing and he's sensitive to everything around him, you know. So I think mm -hmm. he, he'd be really cool because I I love his playing. I love how he um. You know, I just, yeah, I love, I love his attitude on guitar and everything. But maybe, um, now, nah, man, maybe Alex Lifeson. That might be the dude. Like, maybe really Alex, because he can rage, he can shred, he can do his whole thing. He's got it all going. And he's, like, mm -hmm. he's sensitive to Rush. You know what I mean? Like, he's got to play around Getty and all the Getty's world and Neil's world. And he's got to fit in. He can, sometimes he's simple, sometimes he's busy, but he's got to be mm -hmm. ready at any moment to do whatever. So, yeah, I think I'd do, I think I'd do Alex Lifeson, because he can be big rock. He could be the big rocker with the limelights and stuff. Then he could be the mm -hmm. intricate guy. Yeah, I, I think I'd go with Alex. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Um, if people want to find out more, uh, or if they want to keep up with what you're doing, where should they go? Um, uh, uh, um, well, really, uh, you know, Facebook, my, my just, you know, Brian Tishy Facebook thing, and my, you know, whatever, BrianTishy.com, and, and uh, something under nothing. Facebook and website uh, and Bonzo Bash Facebook and website. I think that would be uh, that's it right there. There's something under nothing. Brian Tishy and 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 uh, Bonzo Bash Facebook. You know that would be that's pretty much cool. Find out what's going on. Yeah. Hey, what's up? This is Brian Tishy, uh, the guitar player from Sun, the guy who's going to be doing some drums with Queensryche in June, and uh, the creator of the Bonzo Bash, and you're listening to Mars Attacks Radio.
little sun coming off of the tribute album, the Kiss tribute album, A World with Heroes. When we had Mitch Lafana on a while back, he mentioned he wasn't sure when this would make it up onto iTunes or, you know, if, if CDs would be printed in the future. So if you didn't get your CD or weren't part of that Pledge Music campaign, it's a damn shame because uh, a lot of cool tracks on there. I enjoy their rendition of I Stole Your Love. I remember back in my college days had someone that had, uh, actually my cousin had asked me to record uh, various Kiss songs for him, and I put uh, I Stole Your Love off of Alive 2. At that point in time, it was the first track off of Side 3 of Alive 2 before it became, you know, CD or uh, an MP3 download or, you know, purchasable via the iTunes store. And just to fuck with him, you know, I I went in and I made like this whole mix up for him. I did it uh, with two turntables and with the cassette and CD. And we had the studio mic there. And I actually added my own uh, backing vocals to that track. And so we're listening back to it. And he goes, the fuck, man? You know, why'd you have to sing over that? So I didn't sing on it. Well, you know, I know you didn't sing over it, but, you know, I could tell it's you from hearing you sing along to the damn album so many times. I'm like, man, it's down so far that you're probably the only one that's ever going to notice. So there you go. And if you've heard me sing, I don't exactly have the greatest singing voice, but, I mean, I was turned down enough so that you couldn't hear it. So anyway... What else? What else do we have going on? Um, I don't know. All all the same good stuff as usual. Go to MarsAttacksRadio.com. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, Go to Talking Metal Digital. You can find that uh, via TalkingMetal.com. You could also listen to the Talking Metal Digital stream either in the iTunes radio section. We've now been added. You could go... Right there on MarsAttacksRadio.com and find it. Find the player on the right-hand side there. You could also find it on TalkingMetal.com. You could find links to that. Uh, Also, you could find... uh, What else? You could find this on Facebook, on Twitter, and so on and so forth. The easiest way of getting there is just going to MarsAttacksRadio.com, and there are links on the right-hand side of the page. Also help us out by going to the various affiliate sites... And if you're going to make a purchase, we're not telling you to go out and buy anything. But if you are, help us out. You know, click on one of the links and just go on through to the store that you're looking for. And it'll, you know, give us a small kickback. So we're not asking you to go out and purchase, you know, (laughs) a Budokan Les Paul, uh, a Budokan Ace Freely Les Paul. But if you're going to do it, help us out. We'll get a small, 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 small part of, you know, that purchase. So anyway, thanks for listening. We're going to leave you with a little TNA, a project that Brian was involved in uh, at some point this year. And essentially what Brian did was play drums on all of the non-classic docking tracks. This is the first single, per se, that they released Slave to the Empire. It's interesting that Dokken also released a track called Empire on their Broken Bones album. So, hmm. (laughs) 
It's the old Arsenio Hall. Things that make you go, hmm, except we don't have CNC Music Factory here. Anyway, this is TNN, and this is the track Slave to the Empire. I did interview George not too long ago. If you listened to that episode, interesting that he brought up the KXN project back then that I guess uh, Blabbermouth didn't get around to posting up until now. Another one of those things that make you go, hmm. It wasn't my episode that they posted, but they posted news on it. Anyway, enough already. Thanks for listening. This is TNN with Slave to the Empire. And see you next time right here on the Mars Attacks podcast. Your every thought into an empty
Thank you for listening to Mars Attacks. To follow the radio show and podcast, like us on Facebook by going to Facebook forward slash Mars Attacks Radio. You'll find us on Twitter also. Follow us at Mars Aries 2005. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher. Or just go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to download or stream episodes. Or you can just go to the homepage of MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more about the radio show and podcast. This concludes our show.